Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. At the British Science Festival, Amelia Perry and I met up with the EPSRC's rising stars – researchers who are tipped to lead internationally excellent research in the future. We asked them what they find most exciting about their research. Professor Jenny Nelson is currently researching materials that could be applied in plastic solar cells at Imperial College London. What we're very excited about at the moment are materials for solar cells that you can make from molecules, from materials that can be processed from solution. It gives you lots of advantages. It means the manufacture is very cheap. It means you can work with different colours. It means the modules can be flexible. And the really important thing on the big scale is that you don't need to invest so much energy in the manufacture of the solar cells so that they can make a bigger impact on reducing carbon emissions. Professor Jim Al-Khalili is based at the University of Surrey and is a leading expert on nuclear reaction theory, as well as an active science communicator, writer and broadcaster. Well, at the moment, my PhD student and I are looking at uh, quantum phenomena inside biological systems. So we're trying to understand whether DNA mutations might take place through quantum tunnelling. Basically, the DNA strands are held together by hydrogen bonds, which are just protons. And I know about protons because I'm a nuclear physicist by trade. So the idea is, do protons quantum tunnel from one strand of the DNA to another, leading to a mutation? This is one of several speculative areas in biology that look like they have a quantum effect. Professor Rodrigo Crian Crioga from the University of Leicester is interested in memory formation and visual perception. Our specific approach is that we do recordings in patients that are implanted with electrodes inside the brain for clinical reasons, and this allows us to monitor the activity of neurons while patients do different simple tasks like watching pictures or telling stories and so on. And we found neurons in areas involving memory that seem to be encoding memories. And the most famous one is what people call the Jennifer Aniston neuron because it was a neuron that fired to Jennifer Aniston and to nothing else. Professor Kevin Shakeshaf is based at the University of Nottingham and works in the area of regenerative medicine and drug delivery. So we've invented a new material that is like a toothpaste at room temperature. As you inject it into the patient, it hardens and becomes very much like bone. And that provides a perfect environment for the new bone tissue to grow. Dr Peter Shadbolt is trying to develop a better quantum computer at the Centre for Controlled Quantum Dynamics at Imperial College London. I work on integrated quantum photonics. And that sounds like a mouthful. The job there is to take single photons so single particles of light, together with their weird quantum mechanical behaviour, we squeeze those photons onto a silicon chip, and then we try to persuade them to do useful jobs. So that might be very precise measurement, sensing, secure communication, this quantum cryptography, and also ultimately quantum simulation and quantum computing. Dr. Marianne Ellis develops new bioreactors and bioprocessors to scale up cell therapies. She's based at the University of Bath. 
My research field is regenerative medicine, and the aim of regenerative medicine is to treat people's injuries or illnesses with their own cells so that in the future they are completely symptom-free and their quality of life returns to normal, as opposed to having to be dependent for the rest of their lives on perhaps a drug or a metal implant. So an example of that would be a project I'm working on, which is looking at expanding populations of immune cells that could replace immunosuppressant drugs when somebody has an organ transplant. Dr Radu Alexandru Sparea from the University of Surrey is developing a new range of electronic components and applications which are cost-effective, flexible and even printable. Mostly we're concentrating on this building block called the source-gated transistor, which is supposed to be the next-generation low-power building block for flexible electronics. And this is to do with manufacturability, so we're making sure that the performance is the same despite the, the huge errors in manufacturability that you might have if you're printing something at high speed, for instance. And we're concentrating also on very low power.